0: in your faith. Joined by the City of Yarra Mayor, Ed Crossland. Thank you so much for having me. Lots happening uh, at Yarra. Since you've become mayor, very exciting. Let's start with Queer Is. Tell us all about yeah. that.
1: Absolutely. Well, Queer Is is a new campaign that aligns with the 2024 Midsummer Festival. And it's to shine light on members of Yarra's LGBTQIA+ community and celebrating the diversity, joy, and strength of these communities. So I think that's pretty exciting. Uh, it, it seeks to champion and explore Yarra's diverse communities, as just touched on, but asking them what it means to be queer in Yarra, telling their stories and sharing their experiences in their own words through a series of street posters and online content. So. It'll be running alongside Midsummer, and it features Yarra residents, visitors, artists and members of city's many queer
0: community groups. Look, it's so important to showcase the diversity of the queer community in Yarra and to tell those stories, which are so often hidden, unless they're given a forum and, you know, representation matters.
1: Absolutely. I think it's really important. I think it's a really exciting project. So it's fantastic to see that uh, happening right now and the timing with Midsummer. Absolutely fantastic.
0: Look, last time we chatted, you talked about um, a new a new project, looking at the uh, queer history uh, and queer landmarks, particularly in Inyarra, and preserving them, looking at how that can be done. How's that progressing? It's coming along.
1: Uh, so a lot of work has been undertaken thus far. We've had a lot of community input, which is fantastic. Uh, it's currently sitting with the officers that are working on it, and we're hoping it will come back to us really, really soon. There has been a presentation to the Rainbow Advisory Committee that we have at Council, and they're able to provide a bit more feedback to that. So I'm very excited for when it comes to us. Uh, There might be a, a, a staging of how it's delivered. It might be what we can do immediately, and some other aspects that might take a bit more time, a bit more work, and we might need to engage with the state government on to address. So overall, I think it's really
0: awesome. Well, that link with the state government's incredibly important for funding to help, you know, keep businesses afloat because some of these places of significance, some of these landmarks, they are businesses. Um, and mm. if they collapse, then, you know, that, that hurts the community. That hurts community connections. The classic example, of course, that you talked about last time was Club 80.
1: Absolutely. And we're seeking to find ways of keeping those businesses in Yarra And that, I guess, is the point of difference from where work on this has been done before. We're not aware of any other council that's done something like this. We're looking internationally to find reference where possible. And that's part of that conversation that we have to have with State about providing space, ensuring that continuity and keeping businesses in Yarra that are really important to the queer community. So we continue to be that nexus and that hub for not just Melbourne, but Australia more broadly.
0: I was rapt to, uh, to read that Yarra is refreshing its pride footpaths to include the intersex flag. Uh, long overdue.
1: Yes, it's very, very exciting. Works have just finished being undertaken. I'm going to actually, after we finish on here, head on over to check it out myself. Um, I've seen it being developed over the last few days and it's really exciting. So the decision to include the intersex pride flag was around trying to provide greater inclusivity so the existing flag um, that we had on there was pretty awesome but we've been able to extend the treatment update the design and i think
0: people are going to love it the city of yarra is very proud and open about its inclusivity towards the lgbtqa plus community has council been targeted by extremists who are who have a homophobic agenda a queerphobic agenda
1: Look, you could say that in some ways. Quite often, it's quite thinly veiled. We received quite a bit of feedback regarding our flag policy, uh, trying to suggest that we've made some really radical changes recently, and that's simply not the case. We've responded to what our community has been telling us. We've responded to the Rainbow Advisory Committee, and we're doing our best to reflect the community's intent of what they would like to be displayed. Yarra is not alone in having a range of different community flags that are flown. Many, many councils do this. Um, And as we kind of touched on last time, there was a lot of aggression directed to many councils leading up to Idahobbit last year, with many events having to be rescheduled, relocated and or cancelled. But what was really heartening was that all councils in Victoria continue to fly the rainbow flag in solidarity with our queer community. So we're tracking, okay, at the moment, but it has been disappointing when you see the likes of some of the things that come through.
0: So that queer phobia that, that came out in relation to the Steve Yarrow's flag policy, that settled down by the sounds of it?
1: Oh, <laughs> it's always there. Um, you, you always receive an interesting array of community input to different things. And I totally understand and appreciate people are entitled to their views. But at the same time, we're doing what's in the best interest of our community and what we hear from them to best support, particularly those uh, in the queer community who feel underrepresented, marginalized and or harassed. Like this is something that's really important that they see that they are recognized, supported and cared for.
0: Has the targeting of drag story time settled down in the city of Yarra?
1: Well, it's always going to be an ongoing thing that we check in on uh, to make sure that we're on top of things. We're continuing to deliver everything that we normally would. Uh, we're big supporters of the LGBTIQA plus community and we're not planning on going anywhere.
0: Of course, the city of Yarra has a strong commitment to First Nations people and the Indigenous community. There's incredibly significant sites in Yarra. The city of Yarra is very supportive of the community. You must be incredibly disappointed that the, uh, the, the state opposition in Victoria has withdrawn its support for the treaty process. Uh, and it just seems to be political opportunism.
1: Yarra has a history here where we, as you've touched on, have sought to support wherever possible First Nations people, and that included being the first council in Australia to no longer hold um, an event marking Australia Day on the 26th of January because we see that as a day of importance for First Nations people. It's been a long journey since then, and I'm very pleased to hear how many other councils have taken the same move since... And also the number of councils that have made a point of doing things differently on that day as well. We're going to continue to do what we can to support, recognise and really shine a light on the value of the input of First Nations people to Yarra and how we can continue to support them in whatever way possible in the future.
0: But you must be disappointed that the State Opposition has withdrawn its support for the treaty process in in Victoria. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, yes, given our position, I would say very much so. Um, I would hope that they would reflect on what that decision is based on.
0: You've certainly hit the ground running as the Mayor of the City of Yarra. What's the experience been like for you so far?
1: It's been pretty much a whirlwind uh, since being elected. So I transitioned out of my other role. I got married and then there were just a huge range of activities leading up to the end of last year, and this year it's all starting to heat up again with loads of amazing community events happening um, and getting along to those and, you know, really celebrating everything that is Yara.
0: Yeah, and look, I see your posts on social media. You're absolutely loving it. What's the experience like for your partner being married to the mayor? <laughs> uh,
1: well, it, I think he quite enjoys it. Uh, whenever he gets the opportunity to, when it's a community event and public can attend... It's something that I think he really enjoys, being able to see that side of, you know, my life and what I'm doing with council and being able to connect in that way. I think it's really fantastic. Um, yeah, really, really supportive.
0: You are the first openly gay mayor for the city of Yarra. I know there's been queer queer mayors before you, but you're the first openly openly gay one. What's the reaction been like from the gay community when you go to venues, when you go to community events? because um, you know once again representation matters
1: uh, I agree and look this term of council uh, we've had four mayors, me being the current mayor number four, uh, three of which are queer we had Gabriella de who's now the member for Richmond we also had Claudia Nguyen uh, who was the mayor last year we also had an amazing ally as mayor in Sophie Wade as the first gay male um, mayor of Yarra. It's been really interesting going to events as well because people will notice it because they'll be like, ah, that's right, that's who you are. <laughs> so that's always just a little bit interesting, but it's also nice because it means people are feeling that they're seen and that they have the opportunity to be represented very much directly through having a gay um, mayor at this time.
0: I know it's early days, but you are up for re election later this year. What's it like being mayor during an election year?
1: It's going to be an interesting year. We've got lots of stuff that'll be coming up, uh, including moving to single member wards. So, right now, we have multi member wards. We've got three wards in terms of Nichols, Langridge, and Melbourne Ward, where you have three councillors per ward. Under a single member ward structure, you'll have one councillor per ward. We'll still have nine councillors, but there'll now be nine wards. So that's a transition that we'll be planning up to, which will commence with the next term of council. So there's that. Uh, It's going to be really interesting seeing what happens this year. For me, what I think is really important is that we continue to deliver a fantastic service from council, continue to work on financial sustainability and getting really good outcomes, and overall, setting up the the council and the community for success.
0: So what does that, that new system of, of single member wards, what do you think that's going to mean for your re-election prospects? Is it going to put you in a better position or are you not sure? Like what, what are your strategists telling you?
1: <laughs> well, for any councillor, whether they're at Yarra or any council, because this is happening to most councils in Victoria, it does change things up quite a bit. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see who does run again. And then it's a matter of, choosing where those councillors may want to actually run as well. So I think that that in itself will be an interesting thing to watch.
0: So it sounds like we're going back to a more traditional kind of council structure where, where you would have single-member wards, but they'd be for smaller areas. So you'd have more of that kind of, you know, grassroots representation with a, with a local councillor for your patch.
1: Well, it can play that way. And in such instances, that's absolutely fantastic. But the other way it can go is that by only having one councillor, let's say you're going to them with an issue or a proposition and that councillor may not agree or look at that favourably, they may not look to do all that they can to support you. And when you have a multi-member ward system, it means you've got different representatives. So you can always try speaking to any of them and or all of them but you're more likely to have someone that you can connect with but when it goes down to a single member ward if there's a point of difference um, it may mean that you're not able to get traction on the issue you're trying to raise
0: yeah or if you've got a dud council that's just not very good at anything it's a bit of a problem (laughs) isn't it
1: can be challenging, I would say. Can be challenging.
0: So, where are you going to run specifically for, for people who have got a keen interest in this local
1: area? <laughs> uh, watch the space. We will see in due course. Uh, for now, my main focus is being there and getting the best possible outcomes that we can right now.
0: So, what are some of the other priorities we're going to see you act on in the next few months?
1: Well, we're going to have consultation within you know a few months' time regarding the 2425 Council budget. So I'm really, really excited to be engaging with the community regarding that and hearing all their ideas on what has been put forward at that time and also, you know, what are the opportunities? It's something that I think is always really good to get input on, but being very fiscally minded at this time as well, because previously, you know, there have been commitments made prior to this Council term that we were not in a position to necessarily deliver on. And I think that's been a big focus for this councillor group and myself in particular, that when we're saying we're going to do something, we're in a position to do it.
0: Wow. So there's some commitments that you're you're basically looking at at not following through with because they were made by previous council?
1: It's not a matter of not seeking to follow through. It's more there wasn't the oversight of how do we budget for these things? And that's the the change in perspective that we've really been trying to work on is making sure we're in a position, if we're making a commitment, we're in a position to deliver it.
0: So I guess the cost of living crisis, for want of a better term, actually means that, you know, it's difficult for councils and local government areas because costs are going up and I imagine that impacts on running council infrastructure.
1: Absolutely. And so that's something we have to be very considerate of in terms of where and how we spend our money and what's available to us to do so. So it's always an ongoing challenge that's faced by us and all local governments.
0: Mayor Edward Crossland from the City of Yarra, great to talk to you on 3CL.
1: Thank you so much for having me. 3CL